Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecallendershow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. First, um, quick note here that uh, apparently the ground invasion into Gaza appears to be quote-unquote imminent. Uh, don't know what that means, but that's the information being reported uh writ large. Also, um, Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, apparently flew a plane, or he didn't fly the plane. I mean, he's not like Obama single-handedly killing Osama bin Laden or anything. He was, right, uh, yeah, you know, he, he, I guess, chartered a flight and flew like 270 Americans out of Israel because the Biden administration has been so incredibly inept at doing this. So he did it. And apparently you can go to the Florida like State Department or something, you can go to their website and you can get onto a list. And so he's been he, he flew out the first um he flew out the first uh chartered flight. Two hundred and seventy Americans, including ninety-one children, brought home from Israel last night in rescue operations organized by the DeSantis administration. So yeah, and he's just a governor. Uh, let me go over here to the phones and get Jack on. Hello, Jack. Welcome to the program. Hey, hey, hey Pete. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm good. What's going on? Hey, man. I, I think you've done a good job in reporting regarding the Israeli-Hamas-Palestinian uh, uh, situation. But isn't the truth is that this conflict is never going to be solved until those parties decide to solve it? Yes. I'm, 60, I'm 69 years old, man, and this has been going on for all my life. Right. And it'll die down for a while, and then it crops back up. And just like you're reporting today, we're, we're hearing it today, it's going to eventually die down in the next few weeks, few months, or whatever. And it's going to lay dormant for a while, and then it's going to start back up again. And we're going to be right back in this situation in some form or fashion, you know, a year from now, two years from now, three years, five years, until those parties decide to stop the feud. It's like the Hatfields and McCoys. It goes on forever. But they've got to finally figure out a way to resolve this. Mm -hmm. no, I, look, I agree. Um, but I also hold out the, uh, uh, the alternative uh, prediction that this isn't going to unfold like any of the other past flare-ups, right? Like, to your point, like you were saying, and I agree with you, right? You would have the, you have attack, you have the reprisals, they fight it out for a while, a couple months or something, and then it kind of dies back down and go a couple years. And there's little, sure. you know, hit, you know, little bits here and there, but by and large, it's relatively peaceful. And then a big flare up again. This, this though is, I mean, again, like this is their, this is worse than nine eleven for them. Like there's the the scale of the operation, the 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 barbarism on display, uh, and now I mean they're they're mobilizing a ground force, and this thing can get out of hand. Very, very fast because you've got the West Bank and, and uh, you've got uh, the southern part of Lebanon where mm -hmm. if they continue and they've been dropping rockets into Israel over the last few days. And if they sure. if, if they see this as an opportunity to uh, to invade or to escalate attacks, Israel 
is not equipped, they're not going to be able to fight two land wars, you know, with everybody around them. That means air power, and that means, you know, indiscriminate bombing of entire areas to clear out where the rockets are. And at that point now, that brings in other regional actors. So that's where this thing gets out of control very fast. So if that happens, though, let's say that does happen, just what you described, right? Okay. What is the end result? Probably nuclear weapons get used. And then, and, but the end result, what does that mean, though, as nuclear weapons get used? What, 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 is the, what, what gets resolved? Wars get, wars get resolved when you defeat the enemy, right? And the enemy accepts that defeat. And if the enemy refuses to ever accept the defeat, then, they, then it's total war. It's, it's complete obliteration, right? Like, that's... Well, it, well, the problem here is is that this conflict is generational. Yes, it's it's generational, and 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 even if we drop the nuclear bomb years from now, the generations you know form back in some form, come back in some form or fashion, and the conflict, the disagreement, the bad feelings, and the mistrust of each other is always there. All right, it so it doesn't go away. So, so explain then Japan. Well, it did, it, did, it did go away. The bombs did work as far as the conflict was concerned. And to a great degree, because we rebuilt Japan, I, I think the feelings of animosity went away because we did, you know, after bombing Japan, we rebuilt that country for them. I helped them rebuild it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the solution. I, I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. No. So I think part of it, though, is um, a, a, a willingness by the defeated to surrender, Right. Like sure. that, that's yeah. part of it. And I think that's what you're also getting at. And you're recognizing the difference in the cultural norms, right, where the Japanese were defeated because they had seen their entire because like they thought their emperor was divine. Right. They thought they could not be defeated because he was sure. from God. And so that shattered this illusion. Right. And I think the 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 cultural mind shift that occurred in Japan, you don't. I don't know if you see that in the Arab world. Or the Muslim world, I I don't know, and um, like I mean, I don't see anything good. There's no good path here. I'm not like, and I'm not saying like we get involved. I'm, and I agree with you. Like this, this doesn't get settled until both parties agree to stop fighting. But the, sure. in my view, there's from what I, and every you know, all of the stuff that I've covered over the 20 years I've been doing this, I I don't see any indication that one party in the scenario wants a resolution. One party does, one party does not. So I don't know how you, I don't know how you make them uh, agree to stop murdering people. Hey, one more question I'll yeah, yeah. up here. What, what, what do you think, how do you, what, what, what role does religion play in this? I mean, do you think this is a religious war? What do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was, the, so the, what the Palestine, like, this whole idea of, like, the Palestinians, again, they're, they're just Arabs. They're, like, they're not... They're not like a separate race of people, right? They're they're Arab Muslims, and they a lot of them moved into the area, just like a lot of Jews moved into that area. And uh, you know, then generations, you know, later you have all of the the uh, the problems. But but, but, uh, but but aren't their bloodlines the same? Well, I mean, if you go all the way back to what Abraham, yeah, I mean, they're they're descendants from the same same bloodline. Well, but they, they so here's the thing: they don't believe so. Muslims believe that Christ. Abraham, Adam and Eve, everybody basically. They believe everybody is Muslim. 
Everybody was Muslim yeah. in the Bible, the Torah, like all of that stuff. Because when Muhammad, when he first started preaching on the street corners and people kind of put up with him because he didn't have a big following, he preached a lot of peace. And um, he he wanted to be, oh, like we're all together and all of this. you know. But there's this there's this belief that everybody was Muslim even before Muhammad ever came along. And wrote down all sure. of the stuff, right? That, that everybody was Muslim, so they just like they just co-opted everybody's religion and stuck it into theirs because he was. I mean, my view is kind of nuts, and so he's uh, he's doing all this stuff, and he makes this religion, and then of course he gets kicked out of the city, whatever. He he marries the widow, he gets all of her money when she dies, and now he starts building an army, starts raiding caravans, and now all of a sudden. Now his religion has taken on a little bit more of a bloodthirsty kind of uh, vibe, you know, and. Uh-huh. For all the talk about colonizers, you know, the the Arab world, Muslims, they've they've done a lot of conquering. They've done a lot of colonizing, right? I, I mean, they have spread the religion, they have spread their culture throughout much of that part of the world. So, but but, but they didn't, they didn't do any more colonizing than than, than the English did. Now, in, 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 Great Britain wins the colonialization award. Right, but no my point is that is that no one's hands are clean. That every, like all of these societies and religions, they all did the, the Catholic Church, they did colonizing, right? Like like this was this was the the way the world worked. And right. know, it's only kind of a recent phenomenon. I kind of find it funny where it's like you on the one hand, you have the UN come in and they're like, "Okay, we're going to divide up the land, Jews here and and Arabs there." And the Arabs are like, no, 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 we want it all. And so then they spend the next, what, 70 years arguing for their own state, right? But that would, yeah. but you're not going to get the UN to like, like write some paperwork and get rid of Israel, right? So now, so what do they say? That we have to do it by force. But if you do it by force, then you're the colonizer, right? So it's like they want to be able to dictate all the terms, whether it's a peaceful process or a violent one. They want the tie to to always go to them. Tie goes to the runner, and they're always the runner. Like, like that's the it's the same sort of progressive collectivist Marxist uh, framing of every single issue. It 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 it's intersectional, you know. But religion, yes, religion is a huge part of it. Okay. All yeah. right, man. Jack, appreciate it, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens, man. Oh yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks. I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Um, no, yeah, look, I, I, I don't pretend to have any answers. I'm not going to solve the Israeli-Arab conflict. <laughs> I am available for consulting work, though. Um, no, like, I got an idea on how, to, on how to prevent civilian casualties in Gaza. Nobody wants to hear it. Surrender the terrorists. Give back the hostages. That's a good first step. Just do that. And I bet, I bet a lot of the, the bombing stops. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturette organized the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, because being prepared is just smart. The Heritage Life Skills event brings educators and vendors from all over to help people do just that. I was honored to be able to be a small part of it. And whether you're an experienced prepper, have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? I do have some other topics to get to. I do. But first, I'm going to go back to the phone lines here, and I'm going to get Ralph 
Hello, Ralph. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey Pete. And hey. Correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't the Palestinians like a nomadic tribe as far as they were They were in Egypt, and, and the Muslim world kind of looked down at them at a, as a lower class, and, and didn't they kick them out? Yeah, they've been kicked out of—I uh, mean, they're Arabs. They've been kicked out of, like, three different Arab countries, I believe. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I'd heard that and everything. But, yeah, I mean, when Hamas over— Took them, or you know, when uh, th- that PLO leader died, Yasser Arafat, and everything. Uh, it just—if you're out to determine to uh, annihilate or eliminate a certain group of people, you, you, you have no place on, you know, on Earth, in my opinion, to to be accommodated. No, and that's the rational position, right? I mean, it's it 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 is very similar to when the Nazis say, "Hey, we want to take over the world." And uh, we're going to, you know, kill all of the Jews. Oh, and also uh, anybody with a disability, anybody uh, who is uh, Slavic, right? And they start, like, they just start murdering and murdering and murdering. They want to wipe everybody out. And, you know, Hitler wrote a book about it, told everybody what he wanted to do. But we don't want to believe it. So, again, this is what Ben Shapiro refers to as cultural narcissism or, um, yeah, this cultural narcissism where we believe everybody else thinks like us. And so, you know, we would never go and decapitate babies and kidnap people and then use them as human shields. You know, we wouldn't do that. So therefore they wouldn't do that, but, but they do do that. They have been doing that. And they, they tell you that they do it. They celebrate it. So we have to just take them at their word when they say, this is what we want. We want at, we want all of this land. We want all of you all to die. That's their bargaining position. So uh, Israel has tried to live with this, but they can't. Any longer, I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, thanks All right, bud. for your clarification. Yeah, man. Have a good day. All right, you too. Appreciate it. No, I think it's, uh, they were kicked out of Egypt, they were kicked out of Lebanon, and they were kicked out of Jordan. Like, why do you think, like, with all the pressure, like, you had people pressuring Israel to open up a humanitarian corridor. This was the, this was the, <laughs> this was the pitch for like a minute the other day, right? We got to have a humanitarian corridor. I mean, because Israel's telling everybody, get out of these areas. And then they say, we're, we're, we're getting ready to do a ground invasion, and we're coming in up here. It's all this northern area. Here's our battle plan, basically. Like, here we come, but uh, we're going to give you, like, 24 hours to clear out. And then what, and what do we hear? We couldn't possibly clear out a million people in 24 hours. Meanwhile, like, everybody in a hurricane state is like, why? <laughs> of course you can. Get everybody out. And the Palestinians are like, well, we need to be able to go someplace. Where are we going to go? And Egypt's like, Where, you can't come here. But Egypt doesn't get any guff for that, right? Where's all the outrage at the pro-Palestinian uh, protests? Where are the people with the bullhorns screaming against Egypt, yelling at Egypt? for not opening the border crossings to allow a million people to get into Egypt because they don't want them either. And then you get this, it's like, well, how about a humanitarian corridor into Israel? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Now I thought maybe like you could funnel that thing, maybe like, right, like make the corridor all the way across the whole country of Israel and then have it dump out like, you know, into Jordan. <laughs> maybe do that. Right. No, I like 
What 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 do you do with a uh, a society that celebrates death more than it loves life? That trains its children, and they do. Like they have TV shows. I've talked about this. There are TV shows that teach their children to murder Jews. This is their their entire culture is centered around this animating principle. I do have some more emails. Uh, I'll circle back to. Um, a nine-year-old transgender boy, so this is biological girl, who believes themselves to be a boy, is suing North Carolina claiming, it's a nine-year-old, okay, suing North Carolina claiming a new state law that bans many types of medical care for transgender youth is unconstitutional. So this is by Will Duran at WRAL, following along. Right, following along the guidance provided by the institutional media, the AP style book and such that refers to, you know, puberty blockers as medical care. Joining the youth and his parents, again, assigning the the pronoun his to the nine-year-old girl who believes herself to be a boy. Joining the youth in the lawsuit and the parents is a local doctor and several LGBTQ rights groups. The lead plaintiff is a nine-year-old from Durham who identifies as a boy but will be blocked from receiving medical care to help transition genders for nearly another decade unless the law is struck down in court. The lawsuit calls the child Victor Vo, a pseudonym used for safety and privacy reasons. With puberty approaching, Victor Vo wants to block natural development. Right? That's, that's what we're talking about. Not doing anything would allow the body to undergo the changes that are natural, that are common in everybody. Right? Like these, these same things occur. The body continues its development. But this child and their parents want to short-circuit that development. Because right now, the child at the ripe old age of nine cannot foresee a time when they might want to have children, want to be a parent. Don't, uh, no, would just like to continue their life as, as it currently is. Just want to freeze it. Just want to stop it. Well, the North Carolina General Assembly passed a law saying you, you can't do these types of experiments on kids under the age of 18, with some exceptions. State leaders of the Department of Health and Human Services, they're listed as the defendants, DHHS, as well as the North Carolina Medical Board, they're named as defendants. Why? Oh, because you see, they, they have to enforce the new rules, and so that's why they're listed as defendants. You know who's not listed as a defendant? the North Carolina legislature that passed the law. They're not. Why not? Does any of this sound familiar? Because it should, because this is the strategy, right? You sue friendlies. You Because the Cooper administration, right? They're the ones that, that stock the department of health and human services with the leadership. And, and the Attorney General's office, probably going to represent the DHHS. Not sure about the North Carolina Medical Board, but 
You sue your friendlies, so this way you can cut a deal with them just like they did with the election law changes and the State Board of Elections cut the deal with Mark Elias and the, uh, the quote, uh, voting rights groups in order to change laws and to keep the General Assembly out of the picture. If you sue the General Assembly, then they would have to be a part to any kind of a negotiated settlement. And, uh, and they don't want that. They want to unwind the law. So this is an end run. This is using the courts as a legislative body. The law passed earlier this year was House Bill 808. It bans medical treatments. They keep using this term, medical treatments. So just a heads up on that one. From now on, they're all medical treatments. I haven't seen the term gender affirming, but I'm, I'm sure it's in here, maybe in a quote. Bans medical treatments such as puberty blockers, surgery, and other gender affirming, there you go, care for transgender people until they're at least 18 years old. It passed mostly along party lines, all Republicans in favor, nearly all Democrats opposed, but some did cross over. And if it was any other topic that, you know, that where it was inverted, where you had all Democrats and just a couple of Republicans, it had been called bipartisan. But because it's all Republicans and a few Democrats, it's not bipartisan because it's different. Democratic Governor Roy Cooper vetoed it, but the Republican-controlled legislature overrode his veto in August. And then they, of course, mentioned House Bill HB2, the 2016 law, but he points out there's there's no backlash on this one like there was back in 2016. Right? Well, yeah, we, we were kind of the canary in the coal mine on that one. That's why there was all this backlash because it was over bathrooms and people didn't really understand the issue and didn't know what was happening and you know people try to be accommodating. Again, they use your goodness and kindness against you. They take advantage of you for it. Right? It's seen as weakness. And so they that's where they probe the attacks. And so uh, people were like, well, no, like, oh, I'm, I'm against telling people where they can pee. I'm not the potty police, right? All the backlash. And then you got Roy Cooper out there whipping up businesses to boycott the state and stuff because it helped his electoral prospects. He threatened Democrat lawmakers saying, don't you agree to any kind of revisions or fixes on any of this? If you do, you're dead to me. You won't have any role in my administration if I beat Pat McCrory, which he did. GOP legislators have previously defended the transgender medical care ban. Keep saying it like that's the that's the template now. Transgender medical care by citing examples of people who transitioned genders but regretted their decision. Asked about that claim Wednesday, a lawyer for the LGBTQ advocates, Omar Gonzalez Pagan, acknowledged that there are people who later regret transitioning. But it's incredibly small number of people. So, yeah, screw them. <laughs> yeah. Pound sand. Sorry we chopped off your junk, but now, oh, screw you. Advocates for transgender medical care have pointed instead to the large number of trans youth who commit or attempt suicide, saying medical care could give them hope. Representative John Autry, our very own Democrat from Mecklenburg County here, he has a transgendered granddaughter. He repeatedly invoked her name to his Republican colleagues trying to you know, beg them not to go forward with the, with, with the law. And you heard this, you hear this all the time about the, the, the suicide, self-harm thing. And what, they, what this is, is emotional blackmail, right? It's an extortive tactic. It is to tell the parents, you have to go along with this thing 
that you don't want to. Because if you don't, your child is dead. Right? It's emotional blackmail. And they will literally say to the parents, do you want an alive son or a dead daughter? That's what they'll say. In order to get parents to agree to go along with what the child is demanding or is asking for. But here's the problem. A new UK study finds that puberty blockers actually exacerbated mental anguish. Made it worse. Made it worse. All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. Going over this WRAL story. North Carolina is getting sued by a nine-year-old and their parents and uh, some doctors and LGBTQ rights groups over its ban on puberty blockers and surgeries for minors that want to uh, change uh, change their sex. And... WRAL, among many transgressions of journalism uh, in this piece, they they invoke the the advocates for transgender medical care point to uh, to the large number of uh, transgender youth who commit or attempt suicide, saying medical care would give them hope. They just they just put they just present that as as a fact. About a month ago. Study came out. Up to a third of trans-identified teens who got put on puberty blockers suffered a significant decline in mental health, according to new analysis of a survey from the United Kingdom. In August, researchers published and updated review of data from a 2021 study in the UK. And the original study was conducted by the UK National Health Service, the NHS, examined 44 children ages 12 to 15 over three years who were prescribed puberty-blocking drugs to treat gender dysphoria. They took a drug called triptorelin, a prostate cancer medicine used to inhibit the synthesis of estrogen in women and testosterone in men. This is an off-label. Don't you dare try to take ivermectin or anything, because that's not, that's not what that drug was made for. But here, yeah, okay, this is for prostate cancer, but it'll totally throw your puberty out of whack too. So, yeah, use it. According to researchers at the University of Essex, a, the, uh, the mental health of between 15 and 34 percent of participants. I'm not going to. All right. I'm not going to read the uh, all of the numbers. All right. So I'm just going to give you the, the because numbers are difficult to. Uh, to understand when you're doing it just uh, over the radio. So here's the bottom line on it. Less than a fifth of people who were prescribed puberty blocking drugs, if that the, the highest number is is just under 
20%. That's the highest number, okay? So less than one out of five, if that, experienced emotional improvement. Which means everybody else, four out of five, were like, no, nothing, or I feel worse. The findings contradict the broad claim that Medical interventions are necessary to save gender-confused children from the perils of suicidal ideation. While the updated analysis from the University of Essex has yet to be peer-reviewed, another long-term study from Sweden found those who underwent transgender surgery were 19 times more likely to die by suicide than the general public. Those who underwent the surgeries. A U.S. study published in 2019 found nearly 60% of trans-identified patients in a more than 10,000 patient survey, were diagnosed with at least one psychiatric disorder besides gender dysphoria to begin with. 60%. This is why I say there's something else going on. And this, this rush to trans the kids ignores that. And the media help them. Um, All right, let me get a couple of emails here before I get out of here because uh, on the topic of the first two hours of the program here, we've got, um, uh, this is from, who is this from? Christopher. Morocco and Chinese Turkestan are Muslim. Indonesia and Malaysia are Muslim. The Maghreb and at least most of the Sahel are Muslim. Everywhere between Morocco and China are Muslim states. Everywhere Islam conquered, Islam rules today. Over how much of the earth does English culture rule today that's a good question because that was an earlier call i forget it was a jack i think who said that the british were the biggest colonizers whatever yeah i don't know i think i would have to look at the map i would have to look at the map because yeah i mean the the turks weren't too bad either right i mean they um what else we got here oh bob says um my male pattern baldness began at puberty may i sue our good friend ray Tim or Phil for failure to stop my normal development? Uh, yeah, probably. I think you might have got a case. Um, let's see here. Dennis says, who has the guns? It seems to me that the whole Palestine-Israeli conflict is based on the simple question of who has all the guns. As in all dictatorships, those in power control by having the ability to seize its population by having all the firepower. The existence of Hamas needs to be annihilated and replaced with a new regime having no connection to Iran or any other sponsor of terror. This serves as a reminder of why we need to protect our Second Amendment in the good old USA. Yeah, and our borders as well. Jan says, people being surprised by anti-Semitism on college campuses and others on the left. If anyone is surprised about that, these people are willfully ignorant. If that isn't the case, they are too stupid to be allowed to vote or to reproduce. (laughs) Uh, and says, if I keep hearing is that they're, if Israelis and Palestinians come from the same bloodline, that makes it worse because they're family. Think of Thanksgiving fights. They're the worst. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone. <laughs>